Welcome to another episode of the Grace Parents Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about how to stay Christian in college. Many parents are getting ready to send their kids off to school for the first time out into the real world, which can be a daunting uh, experience and a daunting moment in your child's life. But we are here with you to help you figure out how can I begin preparing my students now for the life that is out ahead of them in this next year. So tune in, lean in for another episode of the Grace Parents Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is another episode of the Grace Parents Podcast. I'm here with my fearless co-host, Anika. Anika, great to have you. Hello. I'm so excited for this topic. This is going to be a good one. This one is near and dear to your heart. <laughs> Very near and dear as we prepare our rising senior. Oh, fun. Rising senior <laughs> really is getting ready to go off oh, in the yes. real world. Yes. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about today. And with yeah. us is the campus director at our church, Grace Covenant, Garrison Fuller. Garrison, welcome to on? the podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm kind of excited about this. this is like I, I've always wanted to kind of be on a podcast. Yeah. So now I'm getting my dreams fulfilled, so I'm really excited about this. It's going to be a great day. We got a great topic, uh, how to stay Christian in college. Yeah. So sending your kids off into the real world, daunting, lots can happen. If you've been to college, you kind of remember yeah. your college right. season. Yeah. You know that some of the decisions you made, some of the choices you made, some of the experiences you had, yeah. and you know... Often we have a lot of grace for ourselves, right. but when it comes to our kids, it's yeah. like, I don't want them to experience <laughs> right. none of that. Right. Saved, pure, nothing Had bad happened. Yep. And so there can be a lot all. of fear, anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And I know, you know, my kids, are, Garrison, in fact, our kids are nowhere near college right, age. Right. You got a long time. We bro. got a long time. Oh. But you're here not because to tell us what it's like to have children in college, right. but you spend all day, every day with college students. Yeah. So you know what the environment on the campus is like. Yeah. And so before we talk about what our parents can do, let's talk about what our students are facing. Yeah. When they go off into the real world, what are the things you're seeing on the campus that are really challenging for students? There are so many things, but I think some of the things that are at the forefront, you have this idea of I'm out of the house. I've got my freedom. <laughs> so like there's this kind of sense of, oh, I'm free. I have no rules. I right. can do whatever I want. I can create my own schedule. I can stay up as late as I want. I can miss class if I want to. Right. And it's kind of a false freedom, but it's mm. this idea that I have all the power now. Right. And so you have to be mindful of that because every student has it. I, I went through it. I'm pretty right. sure that Pastor AJ, oh, you I went through, through it. Everybody's gone through it where it's like, I got it. Right. And then you get it and you're like, I don't really have it. Right. Uh -huh. And so I think that's the first thing because you have the autonomy now. Yes. So at that point, parents are like, what is my child going to do? Yes. Are they going to throw off their schedule? Are they going to completely <laughs> dismiss everything they've been taught for the last 18 years? Or are they going to hold fast to it? Yeah. Mm. That's and good. that's a, that's a really difficult dynamic that's the first thing they're going to encounter. Yeah. The second thing is um, welcome week. Mm -hmm. Welcome week is wild. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> did you not have a welcome week? No, we did not okay. have a welcome week. So welcome this is week. great how times this have is changed. Great, yeah. Oh yeah, there's welcome, welcome week. week is um, essentially a big party. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Welcome just, to college. Uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. It's a big party. To basically baptize you into college <laughs> yep. life over yep. your first seven days. <laughs> yep. Give you every experience okay. you've heard about, dreamt about, thought about. Yeah. Wow. Parents right now are like, okay, so we're not going to college. We don't send our children like, there. Great. We're doing Another trade conversation school. I need to have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so welcome week is a thing. And everybody that's there that's got their autonomy okay. wants to do what they've always wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. They don't have the supervision anymore. And so welcome week is this idea of we've got our freedom. Let's explore it. Yeah. 
That's pretty much every college in America in the first week of classes. Um, so they will encounter the parties the first weekend, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's going to be the first thing they find themselves being tempted to go to mm-hmm. or invited to because everybody's going. Yeah. And so I think there's, you know, one of the things for me that I think all of our shared experiences uh, have in common is there's no way to not encounter the world. Right. Absolutely. There's no way to avoid it. Right. And in fact, as parents trying to raise Christ following children, we shouldn't be trying to keep them from experiencing right. the world. Right. We should be cultivating in them a taste for a better world. Right. Right. And so when I think about like for me, mm-hmm. I went to my share of parties, had my share of experiences, but they left me feeling like empty. Oh, is this it? Yeah. Right. Like this is what right. people were looking for. Like this is yeah. trash. Like it this is never not gave a you good experience. What you wanted it to right. give you. No, yeah, right. it never does. And I had tasted something different in mm-hmm. terms of like what real community and fellowship yeah. was right. with yeah. real friends. And so you go to these environments, you're like, right. Oh, this doesn't stack up at all. Right. Mm-hmm. How have you, like, let's talk, let's talk about the conversations you're starting to have yeah. with, oh. with your kids who are getting into this phase of life. So it's, it's interesting what you said about their autonomy mm-hmm. to make decisions. And so, um, I've struggled to take my hands off yeah. of my son, my rising senior, mm-hmm making decisions, whereas my husband's encouraging both of us to Mm be um, putting more, giving him opportunity to practice making those decisions without us um, making them for him. So where we can, we have uh, allotted for him to have the opportunity, like, oh, even, even going to bed, right? Mm -hmm. There's no more, hey, it's late. Yeah. You should be going to bed. And we started that junior year and he suffered Yep. Some days. And he was like, I should. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. That That's the whole reason yeah, we go to bed. Great. We got work the next day. Um, and he here's another thing. Him and his friends want to go to New York City oh. in two weeks. And I've been like, uh, I'm from New <laughs> York City. You're from New York, too. And he was like, what's wrong? New York's safe. And I'm like, no, baby. No, no, no. There are some things that you're being a little naive about. And so we've had some really good conversations yeah. and, and prep and, and things like when you go in the subway, don't stand by the edge. Right. Yes, someone may want to push you in. Yeah. And he's like shocked, but I'm, I'm preparing myself, but we're preparing him by giving him as much information as possible, mm-hmm. talking about different scenarios. And we're praying. Yeah. We're praying. We're, yeah. we're reminding Great. him, look, you are in a relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. And yeah. so you have the the outlet or the direct access yeah. to say, Holy Spirit, is this a good idea? Like, well, am I about so to make good. a good decision? It's, and I, I love that he's feeling the consequences of his late staying up. Yes, mm-hmm. even that. Because <laughs> that gives you the opportunity to then adjust. Right. And right. I think if you've raised a child well, and that will be the, the mark of a child is adjustment to say, that's not that great. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm suffering the consequences of my actions that I know I probably shouldn't have partaken in anyways. So I need to change. Right. I don't need to do that anymore. I need to do that. And it's hard because that's all you've done for the last sev- 18 years, 17 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, 17. That's all you've done for the last <laughs> 17 it. years is make decisions for them. For and them. now you're giving them the opportunity to make decisions. So and it's that crazy thing where no matter yeah. how many times you've told them, it doesn't stick until they do it themselves. Right. Yes. And, right. like, and experience oh, it. I do yeah. experience mm-hmm. I do yeah. feel that. Absolutely. I do sense that. Yeah. Gerson, when it comes to kids you've seen adjust well mm-hmm. and those who you've seen had a hard time adjusting yeah. to 
going to school, to the freedom of the schedule, yeah. to all of that, new experiences. Um, what, what have you seen maybe the differences in between those who've had a easier time adjusting yeah. and kind of sticking and doing well in school and getting connected to clubs yeah. and those who have maybe kind of spun out of control and really had a hard time? Is there any themes or threads that you've seen? Yeah, it's what you give yourself to. So you go into school, you give yourself to your academics. You'll be really good in school, but you'll suffer with anxiety for the entirety of your experience. Mm. And you might find the right crowd of people, but they'll also be suffering from anxiety the entire time they're right. in school. And so what you give yourself to makes a massive difference as to how your college career goes through. So if you give yourself to the wrong community, you're going to be suffering the consequences right. of your actions for all of your college career because you've given yourself to the wrong community. What you give yourself to makes a massive difference. So if you give yourself to the right community, a community is going to check you when you do wrong, mm -hmm. when you do dumb stuff, mm -hmm. when you go to places you shouldn't be or do things that you shouldn't yes. do. Now you've given yourself to the right place. It might always might not always be the most comfortable, mm -hmm. but it will be the thing that will allow you to make the best progress. Yeah. And so that's, that's really big. Help a parent have that conversation with their teen. So you've got Anika, she's got a rising yeah. senior. Yeah. We got this idea of what are you going to give yourself to? How yeah. are you going to manage the freedom? That, you know, which I think are great points. Right. And I love what you're doing, by, by, by the way, just you're, you're creating space yeah. in your household now for them to experience the autonomy. And I've seen a lot of parents like lock it down harder right. and be more controlling because it's mm -hmm. like, I've only got three more months of control, six more months of right. control. I got to yeah. like really right. force them in. Yeah. And then it's like, I can't wait to get out of my house. Exactly. Yeah. And they do and they go bananas. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so you're going the opposite route, which is like, let's, let's give that space yeah. here. So that's, yes. so that's great. So, um, how how does a mom and a dad have that conversation with yeah. their teen to prepare their hearts and minds for what they're going to encounter when some of them may really be looking forward to the freedom, yeah. right. kind of secretly like <laughs> hungry for it? Yeah. Um, and now we're saying like, well, there's one more kind of guardrail we want you to put on your life. Yeah. How, how can we have that conversation? I think it starts by allowing yourself, uh, parents, right. to be very open and vulnerable with your kids and be like, hey, we know you're going to school. We know that you're probably going to do whatever you want, but we want to help you in making the best decisions possible. And so can we have one conversation to prepare you for what you're going to experience, but then also how you can manage it. And then from there, you've done your diligence to make sure that they've got all of what they can have as best practices. And then from there, now it's their decision to really begin to live this out. Right. And if they're, if they're like, wow, my parents really have prepared me well for this then I'm going to go in the direction they've prepared me because I love my parents. Yeah. I don't want to hurt them. Yeah. And then okay. just like you said, if you have that really cracked down mindset, we need to make sure they're protected from everything. A religious lifestyle creates rebellion. Mm. Mm -mm. It's like when you push really hard, yeah. they're going to push really hard against right. you. That's right. And so we need to change that from a religious lifestyle. I'm not saying religion is bad. I think it's right. very good. But we need to not lead with that. It's a legalistic mindset. Right. Yeah. It's almost taking religion yeah. to the point of legalism yeah. yes. that's enforced so firmly. Right. Yeah. If we lead with relationship and mm -hmm. we tell our kids, hey, I love you. I just want the best for you. Now they're going to feel like, okay, my parents aren't forcing me to choose anything. Now they're giving me all the information so I can make the right decision. Mm -hmm. Yes. That. And that is a mm -hmm. game changer because when a kid now has the autonomy to make their own decision, right. they're like... My parents trust me. Right. They trust me with what they've given me. So now I'm going to do what I think is probably right. Right. 
I think that start that creates this this open dialogue for healthy discussion. And when they ask some questions that you might feel comfort uncomfortable with, is like, right? <laughs> well, this is the time as parents we really have to grow. We yeah. really yes. have to get out of yeah. this yes. mindset of like we own our children. Our right. children belong right. to us. Right. Uh, Paul David Tripp wrote a great book called Parenting, and the whole premise is that you do not own your children. Mm-hmm. You are ambassadors of God. Mm-hmm. Your children belong to Him. Yeah. They are placed under your care and mm-hmm. stewardship. And your job is to reflect God's interests in their life yeah. so that they can find him. And so that mentality of going, okay, now we're at a point where my son, yeah. my daughter is going to yeah. go off to college into yeah. the real world. Like they're becoming an adult. Yeah. Like this is the time. Like, yes. and you know, it can be scary, it can be daunting, but also like this, quite frankly, is the moment we've been waiting for. Like right. this is right. what we've been right. building them right. for, shaping them for. Like this is it. Like yeah. this right. is the final test. And so Absolutely. I got it. That can produce a lot of anxiety. I feel like I'm going to fail the test as a right. parent. <laughs> right. But again, they never belong to you in the first yes. place. Mm-hmm. So you cannot control a child or a person. You can only invest in them. Right. Sow Great. seeds, build something relationally and get them to the point where you're going to, like what you guys have started to do, which is I'm going to start treating you like an adult. Yes. And yeah. so that both oh, means yes. I'm going to let you make the decision. I'm going right. to let you deal with the consequences. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about how the conversation changes. This is open to either of you um, as you've experienced it. Maybe you've seen it with the students or maybe you're already having this now. Mm-hmm. When you when you give the autonomy, mm-hmm. you begin to allow... The word that comes to mind is like the micro decisions. I don't right. know yeah. if that's a very good one, but it kind of is yeah. like in this microcosm, you're giving them little, di- yes. no more bedtime. You yes. go to bed when you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's on you now. Yes. Yeah. You show up late for school in the morning. That's also on you. Yes. Like I'm not bailing you out. I'm <laughs> going to things. work. Right. Yeah. Like, you got to u- Uber yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. This is great. Uh, when they make the wrong decision, yeah. when they go down a bad path yes. and they do encounter the consequence, yes. how um, have you seen, what maybe is a is a helpful reaction versus what is an unhelpful yeah. re- oh, reaction? Or perhaps yes. the question is, how do you then as a parent or how have you seen yes. parents um, guide students through those moments? Because yeah. I think that's a fear yeah. too of a lot. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll give them autonomy, but I can tell you right. what they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to be fools. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm, it's like, yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So then how do you now as a parent so guide, <laughs> have guide all them the stories. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, all please. The stories. Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've responded well and I've reacted awfully mm-hmm. at times. So yeah. I'll, I'll give you a recently, it wasn't a, a super bad reaction. Um, my, son, my son was sharing his heart about something and I asked him a question um, about what he was dealing with as a result of a decision. And um, he said, but you're cutting me off. You're not, you're not listening. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a step back and I said, I'm sorry, son, you're right. Like, go ahead, unpack that for me. And later it just made me think about how we have really desired because my, my husband and I didn't, didn't have that, um, this where our parents listened. Yeah. Um, I had a very reactionary mom. Mm. And so we've really tried to carve out being a bit different and, and not being so stringent. And so in, in this conversation, as he's dealing with these consequences, I had to reflect later that I didn't respond yeah. the way I, I would have desired to respond. As I thought about it later, I reacted. Mm-hmm. And when we react, we create an atmosphere where our children cannot come and yeah. talk to us, Good. where our children yeah. don't feel trusted. Mm-hmm. Our children don't feel supported. Yeah. And I want to really ensure that my sons can come to me about anything. And that's something I've said to them their whole life. You can tell me anything. Right. It's not an in trouble thing. Yeah. It's I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm going to support you. We're going to get through it. And so like, as he prepares to go to college, 
I want that any, even more. I'm yeah. like, there's nothing under the sun that will make me turn away from you. Right. I don't want to judge you. I want to be there to support and love and help you get through it. And I think yeah. as parents, when we prepare with that mindset before the things happen, we're best prepared to respond yeah. well instead yeah. of reacting to it. Yeah, mm. that's great. And I, I, I have a story of when I was uh, 20. Mm-hmm. I was at school. It was my last week of classes. I was finals week. And I was like, man, I got to get to this final. I just finished work and I get in my car back out and boom, I hit somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right now, like, right. <laughs> right now. So I get out of the car. I get barely enough information to actually do anything. I go about my classes, take my finals. I do really well in my finals. And I can't tell my dad that I hit somebody. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I knew what I was supposed to do and I messed up. And now Mm -hmm. I don't know how to tell him. It's my fault. I just don't know what he's going to say. So I get home. It's like four days later after I get home. And my mom sees me first and she's like, what happened to the car? I was like, I hit somebody, but don't tell dad. I'm going to tell dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then later dad's home and my mom's looking at me like, we're waiting, Garrison. I'm waiting, son. <laughs> Any time now. Okay. I'm waiting. And then um, my dad goes outside and I, I run outside. I'm like, dad, hey. And he's like, what happened to the car? And he's like, I'm like, ah, I hit somebody. He said, are you okay? Aww. And I was like, yeah. He said, all right, good. Cars can be fixed. I just want my son to be fine. That's so, right. And I thought about that and I was like, wow. I made the mistake and yet I didn't get punished for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead, I got mercy. Mm-hmm. I think leading with mercy, it's great. even when they have done something really right, stupid, right. gives them the opportunity to come back again and again to say, you're my mom and I trust you. You're my dad and I trust you. Yeah. What a game changing moment yeah. in yes. the relationship. You know, that, that reminds me of a time that I had. I came home from college and so I'm the youngest of four. So mm-hmm. I saw my brothers go off and do the thing. Yeah. And so I wanted to do it well and do it right. And um, also by that time, my parents were used to kind of the game. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a side story to my real story, but you know, I went to college and it was kind of like, Hey, we love you. We'll see you. And right. I didn't hear from my parents again for, wow. you know, like if I reached yeah. out, I hear from right. my, my roommate, his mother called him every single wow. I'm guessing day. he was the first one to go to school. He was the first there one to go. go to school. The there oldest child parents, you do not need to ch- call your child. Day, I know. Right? Resist the urge, resist the good. urge. Yep. Let them stand on their own. Cause I was like. What do I need my parents for? Like, right. I can do this. It's yeah. fine. And I was like, man, my mom called me. I love my mom. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she called me every day. Like, that's that's too much. Like, yeah. right, right. But, it, but anyways, so <laughs> part of the thing, you know, my parents were teaching us how to have budget, our money. Mm. You know, I had to work in school. I was yes. an RA to help pay for things and all of that. And, you know, you're working like as an intramural ref, making like yeah. whatever $5.15 yeah. cents an hour, yeah. right? You're making mm-hmm. no money. Yes. You're doing everything you can to get by, trying to buy books. I was in a fraternity, so trying to pay membership dues, yeah. all that, trying to pay for my car. Just had mm. no money. And I remember just getting really frustrated because yeah. I'm just like, dad, thinking like, dad, this is so unfair. Like, how am I supposed, <laughs> like, I can't, right. I'm making no money. Yeah. Like, right. I can't even get a real job. Right. Like, I yeah. have to do school. And so I had to like build up all this courage. Same kind of thing. I got to talk to my dad. Like I got to mm-hmm. talk to my dad and like, I got to, I don't know, man. And like, you know, since he's not going to give me money. Uh, yeah. And I remember, man, I was so nervous, but I went and I sat down with him. I was basically like the same thing. Like, dude, I can't, 
get through school like yeah. on my own. Like right. I just cannot make enough right. money here. And I like showed him the thing and I was kind of bracing for the same type of like, <laughs> maybe you need to work more hours. Maybe yeah. you need to stop spending money on food. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. But man, it was like, there was a partnership that was formed in that moment. Yeah. And he was like, well, we can give you more each month to help and like wow. all of this. And he's like, what if we covered the, and it was not the reaction that I was expecting, yeah. right. but it formed two things. It formed one, what you talked about, which is that mercy that was experienced. Mm-hmm. But for me, that then built a partnership and a yeah. trust right. with this, That's with good. my parents. And now it wasn't, it was definitely still son to father, right? but there was also this like, you're becoming peer an adult. to peer is too much, yeah. but right. yeah, but I felt like an adult, right? right. Like I yeah. felt like I could come and have a real conversation about budget, finances, right. things like that, right. you know, buying books and be met as like with respect yeah. and be met with like trust. So that was huge. Um, and then just, you know, I think for me, I had to feel the pressure yeah. of my money running out. Yeah. Right. Like I had to feel yeah. and get to the pl- They weren't coming in and rescue. He could see my right. bank statement if he wanted yeah. to look yeah. at it. Say it again. But he let me. <laughs> <laughs> he could see my bank statement if he wanted to see it. But I had to feel what it felt like to have no money in right. my account oh my and get have to buy $600 of books in two yeah. weeks, right? And you're going like. How am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? So they never swo- <laughs> sw- like swooped in to rescue me, right. which for me is, I think, very important mm-hmm. because yeah. that forms something that yeah. I had to learn. Mom and dad are not my, they're, they're my safety net, but they're not my Superman. Right. Like they're not here right. hovering and watching and waiting. I have to go, dad, I need help. Yeah. And he's right. like, I got you. I'm, yeah. I'm here. So that's formed a lot yeah. in me. Let's talk for a moment as we prepare to close. Um, so obviously there's a lot of new teaching on campus. They're going to get diverse oh, yes. perspectives. Yep. They're going to get immersed in a world like right yep. now where, um, you know, it's very, you know, inclusive of a lot of different yeah. um, things that are accepted culturally that, you know, the Christian value on same-sex mm-hmm. relationships, yeah. transgendered identity, right. um, all of that is in the campus world is it's like- where it comes from. Yeah, if you, exactly, right. it's where, well yeah. said. Right. So if you don't embrace that, bro, you're like, you're, you're crazy. Oh, you're yes. totally an outcast. Yeah. So there's all of that. You're going to get people who just fundamentally are like, the Bible is a joke. Like mm-hmm. yep, just from, st- from jump one, from- uh, step one, yeah. right. the Bible is a joke. Right. Yeah. So before we even talk about God, like you're a joke. And these are perspectives they may not have ever encountered right? right? right. or really been Ugh. challenged this deeply yeah. on, right? Yeah. And it's not going to be like, well, I think that it's like mm-hmm. you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to being sustained in your faith yeah. on campus and finding support in those moments, uh, resources, yeah. things, what can parents encourage their students to do, whether it's yeah. a book to read, an organization to get plugged into, a rhythm to form, to, yeah. to sustain them throughout? I think the best thing you can do is find a place, find a couple Christian communities for them to explore. Okay. And then from there, allow them to kind of taste and see which one fits what they actually really want to be a part of. Because the the biggest thing for a new college student is what friends am I going to have? Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. And that friend group will form what comes next. It will ultimately show, okay, this is what's going to happen in the near future because these are the people who I'm with. Very few people live alone. Right. And very few people do right. things alone in college. It's a, it, you're surrounded by people on your left and on your right mm-hmm. and in your room. Yeah. And so you're never doing anything alone. So finding the right community right. is going to be the biggest sustainer. But then also, and I know this is a, is a shocker, but being challenged is really good. Yeah, uh, it's true. Being challenged is really good. 
Because once you get challenged, it's, wait a second, I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know That's how to good. answer that question. Right. If I can't answer that question and they can, who don't even believe in what I believe, right. do I know enough? Mm-hmm. And so it's a challenge, but it's a way that you actually begin to figure out, do I really believe this? And if I do, I need to know more to live this out. Mm-hmm. Man, listen, I, I, okay. I, I had this thought, I think it was my college mm-hmm. years as well. And like I thought about the Bible, it was in the yeah. same vein. I don't remember what, what it was specifically, but it kind of was challenged. And so I was thinking about things and I came to my dad and I was like, yo, you know, I think, and again, I wish I could remember the story, but like, I think X, Y, and Z about yeah. the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for him to like co-sign stamp approve. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, okay, find some scripture that backs that up. Yeah. That's so good. And yeah. he put it in my court <laughs> and I was like, no, give me the answer. Right. Yes. And he was like, no, right. you need yes. to go figure it out. So what you're so saying good. Being challenged is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing. Scary for parents. Yeah. Great yes. for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My my son is strongly opinionated about his faith. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, when I go, I'm just going to let them know. And and I'm like, yeah, but can we do that with love <laughs> and, and <laughs> right. kindness? Right. And you don't have to argue with people. Like, do you see students that struggle in that regard? Like they're coming on too strong. Mm-hmm. They're not being Good. kind about sharing their faith. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's a real concern. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I don't want you to be ostracized. And as Christians, we shouldn't be offending people. I right. want to share the truth and love, right. but I don't want him to be offensive. So right. what, what sort of guidance, guidance can yeah. you offer there? <laughs> It's, it's, a good one. it's a really good question because I, I do see a lot of people come to school and have very strong opinions. This is, this is the thing though. Everybody on a college campus has very strong, strong opinions. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether you're okay. a Christian or non-Christian. The only difference is if you are a Christian mm-hmm. and you have strong opinions about the Bible, people will attack you because everybody else doesn't. Right. And so having a strong opinion about truth mm-hmm. and about an objective truth, not a subjective feeling mm-hmm. that we get to have and change every six years because our political uh, 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 affiliation changes yes. or mm-hmm. a new movement rises up mm-hmm. is something that people don't like. Mm. The way that we can begin to sit down and say, okay, I do have strong opinions, but I don't let my opinions determine my relationships. If I do that, I'm going to be alone because everyone has opinions and everyone's opinions drive them to a place where they can find more people who co-sign their opinions. Mm. This is what they learned. This Mm. is what I learned in school is called confirmation bias. You look for the people who believe what you believe and then you stay with them because they believe what you believe. Mm -hmm. In the Christian world, we're not to look for people who believe what we believe. It's actually the opposite. We're look right. to we're to look right. for people who don't believe Very what good. we believe. Very good. So we can go to them and tell them what we believe. Mm-hmm. The best way to do that is by surrounding yourself with two groups of friends. Mm-hmm. One who you have a focus on and saying, I need to be with them so they can see what a life of Jesus looks right. like. Not just in word, but also in deed. So and then I need to hang out with my with my my believing friends so I can get built up so I can go back to this group of people. And it's not that you're, it's not that you're making one more important than the other. Mm -hmm. They're both equally important. Right. It's just now you have a focus when you go to one Mm -hmm. and you have a focus when you go to the other and there's nothing wrong with having a focus in your friendship. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Mm -hmm. And so the way that you keep your student, your, your son, your daughter, your whatever uh, relation they are to you, a niece, a nephew grounded in the faith is by telling them, you stay with the community of believers, but you go to the world. Mm. 
That's so right. good, man. That's so That's good. So you know, good. that just you saying that reminded me of my college experience, which yeah. navigated to that direction, but by the grace of God, yeah. I wasn't doing that intentionally, but I knew for me, like when I got on campus, I needed to get connected with whatever campus ministry or movement right. was right. happening. So I know for us, Every Nation Campus, yeah. hopefully your students mm -hmm. going there. Yeah. I did InterVarsity. I know yeah. there's right. uh, there's Campus Crusades for Christ. There's, there's crew. Chi there's Chi Alpha. There's yeah. a bunch of stuff. So there's all kinds. Um, yeah. I, I, we would say join one yeah. and right. just stick with one. Yeah. If you got Every Nation Campus, that would be great because it's yeah. in the culture of our right. family here. If not, I mean, what you're looking for is a Christ-centered community right. and good teaching that's going to build you up. Right. And then there were spaces for me, like my fraternity and others, which challenged a lot of that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. But I think yielded a lot of goodness in my yeah. life and in the lives of those guys and stuff. Um, and it wasn't, you know, a relationship. And so I've seen people, there was another guy I knew who joined the fraternity almost like that was his mission field. Yeah. And he just didn't last past a year mm. because he, it was like, I'm going to go get these guys saved. Yeah. Um, which, which maybe isn't the best approach. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like, man, I believe in these guys and I love these guys and there's goodness being formed here. There's, you know, always some wayward right, things right. in a fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was rooted in love. And as you yeah. said, like, mm -hmm. it's okay to have a focus. The, just what came to mind is as long as it's rooted in love right. for these Great. people, yeah. right? So yeah, you know, we, all of our relationships serve some type of purpose. Right. But the question whether they're authentic or not is what are they mm -hmm. based in? Yeah. And, mm -hmm cultivating in our students, like a love, not a love for the world, but a love for the people in right. the world, right. because that's, they're just as important to God yeah. as the rest of us. Yeah. So some of the things I'm hearing from our conversation um, on how we can prepare our students, I love just what I'm coining as micro decisions early, yeah. right? <laughs> that's great. Um, I like that too. Which is beginning to give some of that autonomy yes, and authority absolutely. to your to your kids yeah. now while yeah. they are in a controlled environment. So you can have a follow-up yeah. conversation. They're still in your household. You can deal with the effects of simple things like oversleeping or right. staying up too late right. or whatever their budget might look like or their time management or their yeah. studies. Um, there's this thing that you've kind of exposed, which is really beginning to treat them as adults yeah. now. Yes. And that starts now and also as they go yeah. and really changing that dynamic to one where there's a level of respect where yeah. you mm -hmm. treat them like they're a grown up. Right. Yeah. And that'll be, I think hard for the, for the, students, mm -hmm. but it will mature them a lot as well yeah. because they will feel a shift. Yeah. And as long as there's that overly protective safety net, mm -hmm. man, they just can't grow. You just right. can't grow right. if there's, you know, a lid on top of you. And right. so parents getting comfortable lifting that lid, creating that space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nika, you talked about prayer. I think that's like key core and central. We got to pray, 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 pray. Huge. Um, but also Garrison, you mentioned just the very transparent conversations, yeah. which I really think matter because that goes to treating them like adults, yeah. giving them mercy, which is, you know, let's not pretend that we don't know what college is about. Right. Let's not right. pretend. And if we can have that safe conversation here, when you go and get yourself in trouble or have some bad decisions or whatever it is, it's a safe place to come right. back to. Yeah. Um, I heard getting them connected to um, some type of a community, yeah. some type of uh, Christian centered based people who love God, yeah. but not limiting them to just that right. and saying, well, you can't do this because right. they're not safe. No, no, no. They need to have the experience. Right. Um, the one for me, and I'll let you guys chime in if there's more, I'm just trying to do a recap because this right. is yeah. filing this away. Um, is uh is um is those experiences in the world um kind of left a kind of a sour taste in my mouth yeah and it was because I had experienced something 
better. Right. So I think for us as yeah. parents, maybe it's yeah. less about controlling yes. the environment and more about giving them a vision yeah. for what like real life, real freedom yeah. in Christ right. is. Yeah. Um, because listen, I've been to the parties mm-hmm. and like I've watched the chaos unfold. Bef- yeah. And you just, <laughs> I remember just going like, this is it. This is it. Like, this is what all the hype was about. Like all yeah. of these people like yep. are, have issues now and we'll have more tomorrow. Right. Yep. Like, okay. Myself included. Yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. so forming, you know, in us that kind of perspective um, that we could still be there and love right. yeah. those people. So any other final thoughts, any other things we didn't hit on that we need to just to encourage parents? I think what you what you said at the beginning and what you've mentioned again is prayer. Mm-hmm. It's super crucial and so important. And um, I don't know all the prayers my parents prayed. Right. Right. <laughs> but I'm almost positive that they're reaping the benefits of them. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so you you might not know how long it takes, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we stop. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the important part of <sighs> they're not doing what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. They're not succeeding the way I want them to succeed. Right. They don't have the friend group I want them to have. They're not where they're supposed to be. Right. But I can't control them anymore. Right. Instead, I need to let God find them right. and them find God. Right. And that's the hard part is this yeah. right here. Yeah. Going like this. Right. Saying, Lord, they're yours. Yes. You gave them to me as an as a gift, and they were under my stewardship. Yeah. But ultimately, this is yours. Right. This child is right. your child. Mm. And so praying for them is the greatest thing you can do because they're going to encounter all of what college has to offer. Absolutely. So and good. you won't be there. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But God will. But God yes. will. But God will. He but God is. will. God he will is. be there with them. He's He'll entrusted love them. them to you yep. yeah. for, the, for the season that, that you were able to like yeah. be over all things. And now yeah. as they go into this next season, trust and believe. Yeah. He will continue Great. to draw them Great. to him and build their own relationship, solid Absolutely. relationship with him. Apart from what you said, yeah. mm-hmm. read your Bible every day, mm-hmm. yeah. pray, have yeah. you taken that to the Lord? Mm-hmm. They'll remember those lessons yeah. and yep. those talks yeah. and those encouragements and we'll take that with them in their Absolutely. life. This is where the whole concept we talk about, like layering in truth, like yeah. building the guardrails of a yes. child's life of, of just, I know you've said it a thousand times, say it a thousand more times. Yeah. Like just keep layering in the foundation, keep building the foundation. Yeah. You might not see the fruit now, but like, but this is the truth. Train right. up a child in the way that they should go. And, they and when they grow old, yeah. they will not depart from it. Yeah. Right. And so for me, that doesn't mean we don't get wayward off the track. It right. means we know what we return back to. Yeah. So we won't depart from it forever because we will know. And so how many, you know, for me, I teach Discover Discipleship, which is a weekly class at our church for people who are giving their lives to Christ or want to be baptized. Uh, We just help them on their journey of faith. Mm -hmm. And so many are young adults who are like, man, I grew up in the church, kind of went to college, became a young adult, got my own freedom, had my own life, made some decisions. And I just know that I need God. I just needed to come back. And I just, I want to start, fresh with the Lord. Yeah. And for me, every time I go like train up a child in the way that they should go. Yeah. And when they're old, they will not depart Yeah, because there's been something formed in them for many years in your household. You haven't seen the full fruit of it yet, but their story's not over yet. And when college years get dark, their story is not over yet. Yours wasn't either when you were doing what you were doing in college, right? (laughs) Even when you were a young adult and kind of figuring out this 20s to 30s is such a crazy decade of trying to discover who you are and all of that. Yeah. And 
if those guardrails, those, I just see them like mm-hmm. train tracks f- right. put down in the life of, in the soil yeah. of your child's heart. If yeah. they are there, if you have formed them, trust God that they will return back yeah. to them because that's what's guiding them. Yes. Even if they go wayward for a bit, yeah. our job, is not to force the train back on the tracks. Mm. Right. Man, get back in church. What's wrong with you? Yes. I trained you better than this. <laughs> yeah. Love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patient with them. Yeah. Treat them like adults. Yeah. Remain consistent. Right. But trust that the Lord is doing a work, that yeah. their faith will be built on their relationship with the Lord, right. not your relationship right. with the Lord. Right. So, you know, I say that as having an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and, and a three-year-old, three-year-old but, so. <laughs> but I, even for me, I'm, I'm telling myself this now yeah. to form it. Yes. And I know we've seen it as we've counseled parents and yeah. students alike. I know you're living it. You've walked yeah. with parents. Um, and so, man, you know, we do this podcast because we know you can't do life alone. You can't mm-hmm. do marriage alone. And you right. certainly cannot parent and raise children alone. And we don't want you to, we want to be your support and here with you have the conversations along the way about the things that you are facing. So if this was a blessing to you, please share it with somebody, post about it, uh, put this out so that other parents who are like you can receive uh, something good from it. We're going to do a part two of this podcast with two of my dear friends, Pat and Lamont Williams, Love who it. have sent both of their adult children off to college and we're going to talk about from a parent's perspective having raised children sent them off both of their their kids now are out in the real world as lawyers i think they went to harvard and stanford or something like that they (laughs) teach a parent a uh how to prepare your kids for college course at our church and we'll have a further conversation about uh what it's like for parents to have walked through this process through to completion but garrison man thank you brother i really appreciate all you're doing on the campus thank you for the wisdom you're here sharing with us today Love it. Thanks for letting me be here. It's been a real fun time. Anika, as always, privilege and so fun to do this with you. I love it here. Yes. (laughs) All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. This has been Grace Parents. Later.